Welcome to Best Friend Simulator, a quality hangout in podcast form with your simulated best friends, Josh and Dennis. What's up, everybody? It's your boy, Lil Rawls, a.k.a. Lou Rawls, the guy who talks about the balls. I'm here with my buddy. What's your name from last week, Dennis? Come on. Come on. Oh, shit. Um, Lil, um, wasn't it? Lil oh, Den Den? Yeah, wasn't it a little, little, t- little stomachache? I couldn't remember. <laughs> this yeah. week, it's like, this week, it's like a little headache, I think. You know, I, I'm surprised we hadn't uh, dropped in a Kings of Comedy reference here, since that's one of the three or four things that we constantly reference to each other. I try to keep that subtle. Yeah. What's going on, man? Lil Rawls, huh? Lil Rawls. Um, I'm wearing my overalls today. Oh, that's right. That's why we called you Lil Rawls. I forget. That was like three months ago in my brain. <laughs> yeah. Uh, what? Nothing much is going on with me. Philly is weird. We're having like crazy weather patterns where it's super warm one day and then it snows three inches the next day and then it's going to be in the 70s two days this week hmm so it's more stuff to complain about yeah your your quiver is full but i know something that's going on with you this week oh what's that dennis it's your birthday oh god it is 49 69 (laughs) Jesus Christ, come on. Like, it's no, li- I... no, stop it. It's literally not even two minutes into... Is this a conspiracy to just really tr- like send this down the tubes? Are you trying to help for us at 50 listeners? I, I am torpedoing our effort here. Seriously, uh, though, it is your seriously. birthday on Wednesday, the day before this this episode will be released... Yes, by the time this podcast uh, reaches the ears of all the best friend simulator maniacs out there, your boy Lil Rawls will be 41 years old. Who'd have thought? And do you know what I've, I, the way I've decided to celebrate my 41st birthday? Um, masturbation and cake? Not a bad combo. Thank you. But I have uh, asked my my beloved partner, Jamie... Uh, on our recent episode about Morgellons to recreate for me the inside gatefold of the ZZ Top LP Trace Ombres, which is a giant Tex-Mex meal. <laughs> I want, I would like a vegan version of that. That sounds... And then I would like to eat that with people I love. That sounds delicious. It's going to be. But that's very yeah, exciting. Got that coming up. It's, you know, it, it's that time of year when I get a little bit down. So I'm trying to think of things to, to keep myself up. So I've been listening to that ZZ Top record a lot. It's a good time. I hear it's a classic. I don't know if I've ever listened to it all the way through. Oh, you should. What's the hip? Should we pause the podcast right now and listen to it all the way through? Yeah. Would you put on our, uh, would you play a little bit of our, uh, we're going to go listen to ZZ Top music real quick and then we'll come right back? Absolutely. Okay. I'm ready for- Wow, that's a great record. See, man, I'm telling you. I really enjoyed it. 
Another thing I recently did to, to pick up my spirits a little bit, Jamie and I went with some friends to go see a, a 10.30 a.m. showing of the Black Panther. Ah, I did the same thing today. Ah, it was it was great. I went to a 10.15 showing, so I got you by 15 oh, minutes. Dude, I love early morning showings. Me too, but it's, it's great. It was jam-packed. That's rad. Not, no, that's... I mean, that's, that's rad for the movie, yeah, of but course. not as much for of you. Of course, yeah. of course, of course. Yes, we want movies that we like and respect that have good themes to do well. Great. Let's put that aside. When I go to the yes. movies in the movie theater, I want four other people to be there, and I want them to shut the fuck up. But because today was President's Day, Uh-oh. a lot of people Everybody's had off. off. Don't these people work? Hey, hey, huh? Huh? Hey, yo. That's what I'm asking. Uh, but I, th- the reason I'm bringing this up is because it's another uh, magical segue. Something happened while I was using the restroom after the film. Mm. Uh, I went in, you know, there's always that rush. People coming out of the theater, everybody got a pee because they drank a gallon of soda. Sure. Mm-hmm. So I, I have another thing that really bugs me about public restrooms. And I don't. I really don't want to make it seem like I'm obsessed with this topic. Like, I, I don't spend a lot of my time thinking about this. It's just the past month or so I've had a lot of... Th- things happen and maybe it's because bathroom interactions are the closest i actually like come to interacting with a human being that's not being paid to interact with me Mm -hmm. in public most of the time okay so we we've discussed on a previous episode we're both stall peers no for sure don't like a urinal no what's up with these motherfuckers that go into the stall to pee because all the urinals are full but don't feel the need to close the door completely Uh, it's so confusing to me the amount of times I've like, oh, this one's open, and I bust in, and there's some dude pissing with it open. like, And you smash into him with the door. Yeah, and he pisses all over me. And himself. He like does a spin. <laughs> He's filming it. He gets it into his own mouth. It's so strange. I hate when that happens. It has, a, it has an awakening. Uh, that part's cool. That's, you know, you do Wait, you. What? what? <laughs> Sorry? Chase your bliss, buddy. Chase, yeah, I, chase your piss. It's. I just. I think the problem is this, and not to be like, um, different, but I just don't think I have that dude mentality. I mean, yeah, I've definitely said some things and whatever. I'm not. I'm not saying I'm a very. I'm a, a superior being, but I. I don't think I think like these guys are just like I gotta fucking take a piss, man. And they're just, like, busting into the bathroom and just, like, pissing all over the place and then walking out without washing their hands. I think about it a lot more than that. It's like regarding other people is taboo. If you're a man, you're not allowed to consider other people. Mm, that's so weird. You have to, to cut a swath through the world. Ugh, and all those dudes have kids. and They're teaching them to be idiots. Leave broken bodies and open stall doors in your wake. And piss all over the place. Ugh. People garbage. Uh, the other day, I would just every. It seems like every time I'm like walking down the street or driving down the street, I look down an alley or like a side street, and some dude's just pissing all over the place. <laughs> now, okay, hold on. Look, go ahead. I'll take out of the equation. I did. I saw a gentleman today who was pissing, but I don't think he had a home. I'm not. I'm keep. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm not making poking fun at these people. I'm poking fun. I'm upset at these people who definitely do have homes and workplaces and can hold in their piss until they get to their next destination. But for some reason, these motherfuckers got to go, like, behind places and piss into garbage cans. And what the fuck is wrong with people? 
I mean, when you got to pee, you got to pee. I've, I've been in that spot where I'm out walking no. around, don't know where a bathroom is. No. No. Don't, don't, no. Don't make it okay. I'm saying, think of it from somebody else's perspective, you know? Yeah. I mean, I, I, I'll admit there probably are a number of people who are just like, oh, whatever, fuck it, I'm going to piss here. But I, I'd say I'm going to give people the benefit of the doubt and take back my, my statement that people garbage and say no. I'd, a fair amount probably have to pee really bad and can't make it to somewhere. You're getting soft. Probably. I just, if you have to do it, you need to find the least conspicuous place to do it, though. That's that's my only caveat. If you got to do it, uh, don't do it where other people can see you. I'm talking about I look in an alley. You have not gone behind the garbage receptacle. You are pissing onto the garbage receptacle with, if you had your pants down, your ass would be showing to me. Was his ass out? No, if it was me peeing, we established my ass would be out. What if he was peeing, but his pants were just around his ankles? Well, then I think I'd be like, God damn. I think I'd actually yell at him. Dude's just pissing all over his own pants. I'd be like, what what have you got yourself into, my man? The dude had an awakening. What does that mean? That he's now into... I love to piss into my own pants, but not while I'm wearing them. I don't think that's how awakenings work. Hey, man. Everybody wants somebody. That's, that's again, a, that's a not... Big, a, it's a big, wide world. Again, not a relevant relevant response to that. I, I think it is. So, has this podcast just become about pissing? I think so. Best piss P- simulator? Piss cast. Pissed friend simulator? Mm-hmm. I just <laughs> hate it. I hate everything. <sighs> hate people pissing all over the place yeah so i i've been wondering a thing there's no segue for this at all sorry that's okay we don't have to have a segue i'm slipping so i i have the tendency i i like to talk about the stuff i've been through we've we've discussed this previously i believe on the show you know my own struggles with mental illness it's important Mm -hmm. to me that i am open about those things Mm -hmm. i think there's a, a great stigma against that stuff, and I think the best way to ease that stigma is for people to just be open about their own history. Sure. Now, is there a line, though? Yes. Okay. See, that's the thing I think I need to work on. So I was I was texting with a, a buddy of mine, because I've, I've been selling a bunch of records on Discogs, and funnily enough, a friend of mine, former roommate Ben, bought a record off of me. So I, I was texting back and forth with him, like, oh, since you're buying it, you know, we don't have to do it on Discogs, whatever. We were chatting about records, and I told him uh, this one record from an artist he liked I wasn't going to let go of because it holds a lot of meaning for me. Mm -hmm. And then I decided to text him, yeah, you know, my dark days, I decided that's the record I was going to listen to when I killed myself. So I don't want to get rid of it. And then immediately after sending that text, it's like, oh, why did I say that? Yeah, that's a... You could say that to me, and I'm not going to be like, oh, God. Yeah. But I don't think you and him were that close from what I know. It's, it, yeah. But uh, <laughs> but I texted him, like, hey, man, sorry if that was weird, whatever, you know. And then I gave him my spiel about how, you know, I, I just try to be in the mindset of talking about that stuff openly. But, yeah, I think maybe that was not the best time for it. Mm-hmm. I also had another weird interaction at work. The office manager was asking me some questions about why I went vegan and, you know, my history with that. And I told her, you know, it was based on ethics and how 
it's a thing that's remained important to me 20 years on now. And I said, you know, sometimes I feel like that's the only thing that makes me think that, you know, I, I think trying to be a better person is the one thing that stops me from just fucking giving up on life and just crumbling into meaninglessness. And it's just like, you know, that's not the type of thing I talk about with her. So maybe I shouldn't. Right. But and you thought, thought this after you said it. Immediately afterwards. That that's the that's the <laughs> that's the problem. So remember how recently or relatively recently I've been talking to you about uh, how I'm trying to self edit. Yeah. That's the stuff I, I'm talking about. Yeah. I think this might be a byproduct of my not talking to anyone anymore. Sure. I'm out of practice. Yeah, I understand that. And I mean, look, and I'm all for talking about like mental health and everything, but you know, not in the way that somebody's going to be like, oh, oh, especially in today's climate with the number of mass shootings that we have on a daily to weekly basis. You don't want anybody being like, oh, shit, that dude, that dude's fucking creepy. Yeah, but I think on a serious note, though, I do think that talking about that stuff is going to erase that because I don't think that is as much about mental illness as people want it to be. Maybe not mentioning the record that you're going to kill yourself to. Yeah, but I I said that to somebody I considered a homie, at least, you know, we're not super tight, but Mm. I feel like you get me, you get all of me. Yeah. Piss talk and suicide chat and everything. Yeah. (laughs) Are people... I don't know. I don't know how... Is this why I don't have friends? Probably, yeah. Uh, probably some part of it. I just don't know how ready people are to want all of you. I know uh, we used to know a person, I'm not going to mention their name, but uh, I remember they said, uh, look, if somebody asked me how I am, like I'm going to answer them. I'm not just going to say, fine, how are you? I'm going to say like how I am. And I'm like, but that's not really what that social contract is. Usually people aren't saying, how are you? And they want like this diatribe of... All the shit that's been going on. We save that for our podcast. Mm-hmm. Usually they just this, want, you know. This was before podcasts existed. So perhaps this this mutual acquaintance of ours. I understand. <laughs> and I tried to explain to them. I was like, you know, I don't know if people want to know like all the things that are bothering you. And not, not because I don't think we should talk about it. I think a, just a person that you're interacting with usually not only doesn't want to know that stuff, but... Maybe they're not always going to handle it in the way that you want them to. No, that's you know? that's that's very true. And I, I do think I have a little sense of that. Like, I don't think I would say something like that to just anybody. Sure. The former. The latter sort of came out naturally in conversation. But I, I know. Yeah. And I know you're not just like walking up to random strangers and being like, do you want to buy this record off me? This is the record I'm going to kill myself to. What is, do we want to talk about what record that is? Uh, it would be the self-titled Lurker of Chalice album. Uh, I Very, thought it was like Bobby McFerrin or something. Oh, that would just be even sadder. Yeah. Instead Don't worry. Like, <laughs> sad yeah. atmospheric black metal. Just like yeah. some dude making mouth noises. <laughs> you know, look. <laughs> uh, look, to each his own, but that's not just some dude making mouth noises. Uh, this is Bobby McFerrin. He's a fucking artist, you piece of shit. <laughs> Mine would be Yakety Sax. Just played over and over again. I don't want to think about this. <laughs> I have um 
I have some neighbors that play music a little too loud, and I keep thinking that to torture them one day. Uh, and a little too loud is like just loud enough for me to hear at times, and I'm just like, I don't want to hear it at all. Um, but uh, I think just to torture them, I keep I keep thinking about playing uh, Jitterbug by Wham, but just the part in the beginning where it goes Jitterbug, but just put it as loud as I can and on repeat. I think that would drive them to madness. That's some psychic warfare tactics right there. Yeah. I think I took I took this conversation to a left turn. <laughs> but anyway, I think when you're having those conversations with people, I think it's it's good to take a second first and say, are they going to take this information and treat it well? Yeah. Or are they going to go, idea. why the fuck did you say that to me? Or, okay, cool, gotta go. No, why don't you go put it on then? Hopefully they wouldn't say I don't, that. I don't think anybody that I care about would say something shitty like that to me. But, yeah. I mean, I would. Uh, I also, that same day, I believe it was on Valentine's Day, my <laughs> my coworker was getting himself all, all prettied up to go get dinner with his wife, and he fucking bombed himself with Axe body spray. Ugh. And now, I got a nosebleed. Do you think the Axe body spray gave me a nosebleed that day? For sure. It was in my sinuses for the rest of the night. Because we're not used to it. Oh, sometimes I go in my nephew's room and it stinks like that. I just want to be like, dude, what are you doing? More like ass body spray. Am I right? Uh (laughs) (laughs) Good one, dude. Oh, man, that was great. How do we not have more listeners? I know, seriously. Uh, Yeah, that shit's disgusting. Um, I... I don't know if I talked about this on the podcast before, but I sometimes go to the gym, shockingly, and um, sometimes I have to use the bathroom. Now, sometimes I just like to wash my hands because people be nasty. Uh, Other times, you know, I have to make a little pee. So when I go into the bathroom, it smells like a mix between Axe body spray because there's showers there. So people are axing themselves up before they go to work. And... The kind of smell that's like someone is purposely coming to the gym to defecate because if they did it at home, they would lose their home, their relationship, everything they loved because of the smell. It's it's like a dead thing got eaten by something else that died and then the person ate that and then like it didn't agree with them and then they went and pooped at the gym and then sprayed Axe body spray on it. Like, they ate, like, some kind of a a zombie turducken situation. Right. Raw. Raw. And then had bad business. Do you think they turned into a zombie? Something inside of them died. If you eat a zombie turducken, is that enough to turn you into a zombie? Well, hold on now. Hold on. Hold on. You understand what a turducken is? Yeah, it's a zombie turkey that eats a zombie duck that eats a zombie chicken. So when you say zombie turducken, that's what you mean. Not a not a turducken that comes back to life. Duh. Duh, indeed. So what's your question again? Ask me again. Do I think... If you eat a zombie turducken, mm-hmm. is that enough to turn you into a zombie? No. 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 You have to be bit. But isn't like all the bite juice inside of the zombie turducken? And you're going to ingest it? Uh, bite juice? Bite juice. Okay. You know, they got them I, little, them funny little 
squirty juice packets. Are you okay? Uh. <laughs> squirty juice packets. Uh, <laughs> I haven't seen the John Madden directed movie of the zombie turducken, but as soon as it comes out, I will let you know. Oh, I'd like to see that because you know John Madden's going to draw all, all over the screen. Huh? That was for that was for about fifteen of our listeners. <laughs> anyway, I don't know, but the gym smells, and I hate going there. Sounds rough. I mean, have, it's... have you considered just chilling on the couch and eating a bunch of hot tamales, cinnamon flavored candy? Oh, I ate a ton of candy today after I went to the gym, so don't worry about it. I'm still getting my candy in. Okay, good, good. Well, I, I went to the movies, so it was, uh, it's like, it. nothing counts in the movies. That's exactly how I feel. I, okay, I don't want, I'm not saying I want to have this conversation, but I want to ask you what it means if I have this conversation. Uh, what if I said that I w- really want to complain about the price of things at the movies? Like, no. N- no, I can't I'm, do it? I'm going to veto that. That's that's the lowest hanging fruit out there. And this comes from the guy who made a 69 joke, like, very early on in the podcast. I know it's low hanging fruit, but I, was, I bought a $6 soda today. I'm just so mad. Uh, we're not talking about this. Come on. Oh, funny. <laughs> I'm going to start my own podcast. It's going to be called I Got Complaints. <laughs> so, Dennis, I have a... A new segment here. I'm very excited. I want to know what this segment's about. It's a secret. And I, I kept it a secret because I like springing stuff on you. Okay. Uh, and I guess I kept it a secret for myself because I don't have a good name for it. Fantastic. Do you even know what the segment is? Yes. Hey, Dennis. Yeah, Josh. What's bringing you joy right now? <sighs> What's so, bringing me joy? I'll talk a little bit and let you think. So, as I mentioned at the top of the episode, this is normally like kind of a rough time of year for me. And I know you've been having kind of a a rough time, too. I think the state of the world and everything, it's kind of tough. So, it's really easy to fall into just talking shit on stuff and being a a real mopey harrigan. So, I, I find it's always really good to think about the stuff that you like during those times. And this is prompted by a friend of ours was asking this question. Mm-hmm. On the onlines, our buddy Alan. Hi, Alan. Hi, Alan. Yeah. So do, do you want me to start? Sure. Okay. Uh, the thing that has been, bring, been bringing me joy over the past week is discovering that a television program called My Strange Addiction is available on Hulu at present, mm-hmm. at least uh, from seasons four on. This is a show that Jamie and I watched back when it aired, kind of like early 20 teens kind of like 2010 2011 i think uh and it's a show about people who are addicted to weird stuff such as eating sand eating deodorant hanging out with inflatable pool toys fucking balloons stuff like that Mm Hmm. it's just hanging out with pool toys like sexually no, no, no. He the the young man. He was like nineteen, I believe. Insisted it wasn't a sexual relationship. So what would they, what would they do together? He would just have them with him all the time. Like he he'd be sitting at the table doing homework and have the tool the pool toys around him, and chat with them while he's doing it. 
Now, why does this show bring you joy? It's fascinating. Mm. It's it's garbage TV. Sure. But it's fascinating. And there is... Now, I, I don't want to make it seem like the joy that I get is from watching these people struggle with their shit because mm-hmm. it's not that. And in fact, it does bring me a great amount of joy to see these people overcome their their strange addictions. Mm-hmm. Like the lady who is drinking paint markers. Oh, she's having a tough time, but apparently by the end of it, she quit because of her kids. So that okay, stuff is that's good. good. I, I guess it, it's seeing the one thing I, I enjoy about life is how weird it is. Mm-hmm. And it's really easy to get caught in the day to day drudgery of shit and just forget how strange people are. So I think that's a part of the appeal to the show. Like, oh, this young woman is just real into eating sand. Just crunching that sand. That's a fucking nuts thing, man. No, those shows bum me out because it's the, it's they're on like the Learning Channel and Discovery Channel and shit, and it's like oh, yeah. either the strange obse- addictions or the um, I think it was the same channel that had the people that were sexually attracted to inanimate objects, like the mm-hmm. woman who wanted to mar- marry the Eiffel Tower, the dude who definitely fucked his car. Uh, was he a dragon? And then they have... <laughs> no, and he didn't dress up like a dragon. He just fucking stuck his dick in the tailpipe. And uh, uh, and then the same... It, it's all part of like this. the same... The people that do the... I think that it's all part of the same people that make the hoarders. All the shows okay. about the hoarders. Yeah, yeah. And on one hand, with those shows, it's like, this is fascinating. On the other hand, it's like, this is fucking exploitive. There's that. And they're making a mockery of it but it is fascinating oh also i think the thing for me is that there's always a staged interaction in it Mm -hmm. that is like an it's 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 on par with like a dramatization like it's that phony yeah that you could tell something was put together for the show like the woman Mm -hmm. that drinks the paint markers goes to a hardware store can't find her brand and is asking the guy questions and reveals to him that she drinks the paint. Oh, like that would never happen. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, And I I love a really terrible dramatization. So it scratches that itch too. But no, I I, I do, as I'm saying this, I want to stress that it's not about laughing at these people suffering. That that's not what it's about. And I didn't think so. I know that's not It's being fascinated by the strange ways people work through shit. Mm Mm-hmm. But also seeing the people overcome it and come to realizations about it is also really cool. Sure, it's very nice. And there's definitely some stuff on there that's presented as like a really weird addiction that I'm like, I don't know, man. Like, mm. there's a woman into pony play, mm-hmm. which we've talked about before. And it's like, uh, she seems fucking stoked on her life. Like, it's not. Is she, yeah, is she like going to work? into pony play no that's not a big deal i mean she's spending a lot of time and money doing it but like i don't know i spend a lot of time and money doing a bunch of bullshit myself sure she she seems happy god bless her bought a bunch of candy today candy's great uh just real quick segue left turn if you're into shitty dramatizations might i suggest and if you have amazon prime all of unsolved mysteries is on there Ooh. And something I realized upon rewatching the first season last month, they use as many of the original people f- that they're t- uh, in the story that they're t- talking about to take part in the reenactments. Oh wow! 
So if like if they've been interviewing the sheriff who like did the investigation, he's gonna play himself in the reenactment. Oh man, that's gonna suck yeah. so bad. Oh my god, it's so fucking terrible. It's so bad. It's good. Man, I might have to dip into this when I'm done watching my strange addiction. It's good, and towards the end of the season, they start getting into some paranormal stuff that it's not great, but it's still pretty good. Yeah, Star Jelly. No, there was like some lost time. No, I stuff. mean they, they've done Star Jelly. Oh, oh, oh! Yeah. I only watched the first season. So. I, I still distinctly remember their episode or their segment about the the Philadelphia experiment, mm-hmm. and a guy who got fused with the the deck of the boat. Like, just oh, writhing around and how that's over, overly dramatic it was. Uh, I gotta watch that one. We kind of fell off watching it, but uh, I'd like to get back on it. Right. So, Dennis, what brings you joy right now? Well, even though I am, am complaining a lot, I do get some sort of joy from having this platform to complain about. So, it's not like I'm just doing this all the time. Yeah. It's, it's not really joy as much of it's yeah as much of it as it's cathartic. Um, I am somewhat nerding out about improv comedy right now by both reading about it and listening to not not just improv podcasts but podcasts that talk about improv like yeah the workings of it and uh, it's good to nerd out about something like that again. So that's that's rad. Been, it's been interesting. Uh, we'll see where it takes me. That has always been one of my favorite feelings. It's just getting consumed by something and just that's all you think about and want to do. Just also thinking that something is so is like, oh, it's just this, right? And then finding out all the subtle nuances of it and yeah. how it's like a very it, it, it it's like a it's scientific almost and not realizing how much went into it. Hmm. What books have you been reading? Uh, the well, um, Upright Citizen Brigade put out a book, like a basically like teaching improv. Okay. Long form improv. So short form improv is like whose line is it anyway? Where it's basically just games. There's like a theme and there's games, and yeah. then there's long form where it's like we're doing scenes. And yeah. So. Uh, Upright Citizens Brigade started as a improv group, and then they became a school, and then they had the TV show that was sketch comedy. Mm-hmm. But the school pretty much teaches the long form version, so it's kind of interesting. Yeah, that's rad. I, you know, and and part of why I wanted to spring this on you was because I know you're into improv right now, so I wanted to I put knew you, you on the spot. On the spot. See how quick that's yeah. working. That brain of yours is working. Um, yeah, it's it's interesting. I'll have I'll definitely have more to talk about in the future as I am currently taking a class about improv. Yeah, you are. So, we'll see. I'm only 5 classes in and I'm pretty terrible at it. Oh, you start hey, somewhere, hey, though, hey, right? you know. I'm trying, huh? Here's hey, Think about where we were 5 podcasts in. Now look at now look at us. Here's one of my new characters, huh? Oh, is this uh Joey around the block? Hey, I'm Joey. Bag of donuts. Hey, you see my mom around? I'm your I'm your brother, Wait, Sammy. This is my this is my character. Oh, you, oh, I didn't know you were yes ending. Our mom. I don't know why I said your mom. We had different moms. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Okay. We're working on this. We're working on this. Yeah, we're we're half brothers. I have also off air been pushing you to take improv classes, as you know. Yes, Be- I I want to do that. I've been talking about it with our friend Jen. 
but they're fucking expensive, man. Dude, I know. We got a cheap option here, which is what I'm doing, and so far it's great. But also, you paid for it for me, so... Or a bunch of people put together. Actually, it was um, the idea of uh, our listener Jim. Yes. Who we still have to uh, court case together, which will happen <laughs> it's soon. It's true. I think, I, think, I think maybe in a couple weeks we'll do that. We'll work that out. We need to really go back and analyze some things that were said. Yeah. And just, just really break it down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because now every time he hears the podcast and he hears us talking about him, he gets very upset that we're spreading lies. But I did I did try to explain to him that it's our podcast, so, uh, you know, eh, bada hey. bing, bada boom. I'm Joey Bag of Donuts. <laughs> and I'm your half-brother, Sammy. Uh, anyway, uh, yeah, so Jim, Jim had the idea, a bunch of people chipped in, and they got me an improv class, so I'm taking that. It's terrifying. Yeah, I think I figured out that I take myself a little more seriously than I thought I did, and I couldn't. Of course, and I couldn't just do, um, just couldn't just be ridiculous because I don't want people to think I'm an idiot. So, so we'll see how it goes. I'm I'm very stoked you're taking these classes. We'll see. And getting into it. We'll see. We'll see how it goes. Anyway, Josh. That's Brad. We have. Yes. So are we are we done talking about what brings us joy? Okay. Cuz that Yeah. I think yours yours was better than mine. Now I feel bad about mine. No, no, no. I think some, I think some second thoughts. I think it's good. I mean, it's also <laughs> good to just like look at the world in a different way and th- think other people are weird and look, people think you're weird. It's cool. People are going to be like, "Yo, I went to the shop today. I saw uh Lil Rawls. What weirdo." kept talking about all the music he's gonna kill himself to he kept and then he wouldn't stop talking about piss oh it's so weird he's talking about how he's had an awakening and he likes to piss in his pants but now he's wearing them oh, and then he tried to get me to listen to his podcast <laughs> he said if you like this <laughs> it's all this plus aliens i like the idea that you're in the corner of of the welding factory and then you're just like doing doing shtick I got a type five about pissing. And, and here's another new character. It's a Robbie Bag of Donuts. Joey's brother. But he's not a blood relative of Sammy. Right. That they had the same mom. Anyway, <laughs> we got a news item. Cue that music. So, uh, Paul Hellyer, who, when this, um, when this story was brought to us, you said you had heard of him before, but, yes. uh, he was in, he oversaw the Canadian defense forces in the 1960s. He came out this week and said the Illuminati is a real entity and is controlling the world, um, making him the highest ranking government official worldwide to do so. I think back in the day, he also said that he believed aliens were visiting us. Maybe like right after he was in the in government or during. I think so. Yeah, I, I don't remember his full backstory, but yeah, this he he came out and was talking about aliens a while back, I believe. Yeah, in 1967, he inaugurated an, a UFO landing pad in Saint Paul, Alberta. 
Um, the town built it as its Canadian centennial celebration project and as a symbol of keeping space free from human warfare. Uh, the sign besides the pad reads, The area under the world's first UFO landing pad was designated international by the town of St. Paul as a symbol of our faith that mankind will maintain the outer universe free from national wars and strife. Okay, go Canada. So, um, Hellyer was on this podcast. He said he believes the world's elite has the technology to reverse the effects of climate change, but it's holding back from the public because the Illuminati wants to help the petroleum industry. There you go. Yeah, I guess uh, guess that's good. I mean, he's like almost right about a couple of things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, the, the parts where he's wrong, he goes really wrong. Yeah, in 2005, he said he believed the existence of UFOs. He said he saw a UFO in sometime in the past. In 2007, he was uh, demanding world governments disclose alien technology that could be used to solve the problem of climate change, as he's talking about recently on this podcast. Um, he'd like to see what alien technology there might be that could eliminate the burning of fossil fuels within a generation. Uh, some of us su- suspect they know a lot and it might be enough to save our planet if applied quickly enough. He said in 2014 in an interview with Russia Today that at least four species of aliens have been visiting Earth for thousands of years, with, mo- with most of them coming from other star systems, although there are some living on Venus, Mars, and Saturn's moon. According to him, they don't think we are good stewards of our planet. Yeah. So, yeah. Did he, did he say what alien races? Not in the art of information I, said, I, I read. Well... I think he's talking about probably my guess would be reptilians, greys, Venusians, obviously. I was just going to say that. And I'm going to say either the Pleiadians or the tall whites. Mm, what about the Greylians? Isn't that greys? Oh, sorry. I didn't hear you say that. You know I'm going to bring up the greys, dog. And if we're wondering what he could possibly be trying to sell, because that's usually what we figured out, he has many books out. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It doesn't seem like any of them are specifically about aliens, but they're definitely about, like, the world coming to an end. Okay. I mean, he's he's got to be talking about the aliens in the books, though, right? I just looked at the last few like reviews on Amazon, and no, it doesn't say that they talk about aliens. So the world ending is he talking about like apocalyptic type shit, or is he talking about like kind of more climate change? Light at the end of the tunnel, a survival plan for the human species. So I think it's like real world, like see, because I I feel like that that title could easily be the title of like a David Icke book. Sure. You know? Yeah, he's in the book he said, suggests we have about 10 years to wean ourselves from the oil economy. Again, he's, he's right. He's, he's, he's right on something. Oh, wait, wait. Oh, oh, oh. Oh, what uh, we got? The book claims that exotic energy sources already exist. They have been developed by the U.S. shadow government, quote unquote, at the massive underground black ops installations in Nevada and Arizona, using technology borrowed from visitors from other planets. <laughs> Yeah, he was, like, in charge of the army in Canada. So that's cool. Now, what I want to know is what people think of that. Like, people that knew him and stuff. Like, what did they think of him uh, when he was in office? Or I guess that's not office, right? I don't know. When he when he had that title? Yeah. That job? I don't know, but Yahoo News called that Russia... Yahoo News, I mean, they're big source, but... Yahoo. Yahoo. Oh, yo. Yahoo. Yahoo. Yahoo News. Um, th- said- <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> Give it one more time. 
Yahoo News, Yahoo News, said Yahoo. that the his interview with Russia Today, uh, where he talked about the four species of aliens, said it was sadly hard to take seriously. Aww. That's what they say about our podcast. Aww. <laughs> I know. Y'all see Yahoo News talk about our podcast? Yeah, Yahoo. There's a couple Yahoos over here. Yeah, so that made news this week. Who knows? See, so so this... My issue with this is that, and, and I think in the circles that I've heard this guy mentioned, was that everybody falls victim to that logical fallacy of plea to authority again. Because this guy had such a high-ranking position, in people's eyes, that auto- automatically means that whatever he says is legitimate. Right. And I mean, I, hey, I could be wrong. This guy could be absolutely 100% right about everything. Mm-hmm. But I need to see something concrete. Right. You know, I, I won't take it at face value because this guy says so. Sure. I'll- I don't care who you are. If you're if you're making some kind of an extraordinary claim, you still need extraordinary evidence for it. I just think there's a conspiracy right now to just make everybody feel like the government is full of shit. All governments. Sowing that seed of mistrust just so you you'd be like i don't i don't believe in government you think that's this is like a a disinformation campaign i think it type of situation i think it all is okay who's perpetrating this uh the Koch brothers hmm. but not the like k-o-c-h the c-o-k-e brothers yeah yeah the two brothers that own coca-cola and coca-cola classic but not diet coke and and cocaine dog they own big cocaine well no no they just own a lot for their it's in their private stock it was like, you know, it's ironic that those guys love cocaine as much as they do. I think this one went off the rails. Hi-oh. <laughs> uh, going skiing. Yeah, but I don't know. This weekend, huh, guys? <laughs> I mean, I don't that know sucked. what... I'm sorry. I don't know what this guy, Hellier, gets from, like, sowing the seed of distrust in the government, but why else would he say stuff like that? Unless he really believes it. Yeah, I mean, we, we've discussed that you can believe this stuff and not be credible absolute (laughs) oh yeah but i mean you can believe this stuff and not be you know you can be wrong and not a liar you know sure oh totally yeah yeah also like it doesn't mean anything that he oversaw the canadian defense forces like donald trump is president yeah so yeah i I think if anything that shows just how broken that idea is that because somebody holds some kind of high-ranking office that they're automatically the most credible person ever it doesn't mean anything but i guess people will will, i don't yeah i'm sure the people that want to believe it will totally trust this guy and be like see of course told you so so of course that was kind of interesting i wish i wish there was a little more detail about how you know he felt about aliens and if they were working with the illuminati and etc etc well i I think that stuff is out there so maybe i'll dig into that a little bit and see what i can turn up Mm. yeah because like i said I've, i've heard of this guy before I feel like I've definitely read some stuff about him or his ideas or whatever. So I, I at least want to find out what the four races are of aliens that have been visiting Earth. All right. So, Josh, I did a little more research real quick as we were recording, of course. Um, important information. Paul Hellyer is 94 years old. Damn. Yeah. I found that Yahoo News article. Uh, he said, um, one alien species known as the tall whites, good job, is working with the U.S. Air Force in Nevada and has been known to pass for humans in public. Hmm. Sounds about right. The Federation is disappointed in the way humans have treated the planet. Aliens technology is, alien technology is far more advanced. They have given us LED lights, microchips, and Kevlar vests. 
but would be far more helpful if we weren't warmongers. There are between 2 and 12 total species of aliens, although some place the number closer to 80. (sighs) My own. (laughs) Jesus. I mean, just this idea that, like, let's say aliens do exist, that even even the idea that there's between 2 and 80 species is absurd. Like, it'd probably be a lot more. I mean, come on. Uh, yeah. yeah. I mean, I, I, I would assume that meant alien races who have unlocked uh, the ability to travel vast distances. Mm, that makes sense. Uh, those those races that have taken to the stars, if you will. Right. Starfaring civilizations riding riding the cosmic winds. Ooh. Almost like a cosmic surfer. Mm, that'd be dope. No, that wouldn't be dope. Mm. Because if you got a silver surfer, you got a Galactus. Uh-oh, Josh. You're going to come eat the planet. I did a bad thing. What'd you do? I started reading the comments. No, why Why are you reading comments? Too late. Come on, now we're recording a podcast, buddy. Now I'm reading them. Everyone okay, wants give me, to, give me the best comment. Everyone wants to paint with crazy paint, but stop and think for a minute. Every religion on Earth talks of holy beings and angels descending from the heavens. Now take into account that the heavens is outside our atmosphere, which is not habitable. All these gods came on chariots or vimanas or whichever crafts. People are so narrow-minded and self-centered. We are but a speck of sand on a beach bigger than you could imagine. Oh, man. I love the comments. I like, I like that. You know, I never thought of it that way. It's it's Reading the comments is like a modern punch in the dick. Or like a modern, like, slamming, purposely slamming your finger in, in a drawer. You know, like, I'm feeling bad about no. things. I'm going to make myself worse. I'm going to make things worse by reading the comments. But... I don't actively seek to punch myself in the dick or slam my fingers in a drawer. I do that with comment sections all the fucking time. I'm just saying, sometimes if you wanted to feel pain, you would purposely slam your slam your finger in the door. Yeah, it's a terrible place. Internet, fucking internet, man. Hmm. Well, I think we went off the rails here. <sighs> time to talking about cocaine. Time to hang out with the Coke brothers, if you know what I'm talking about. Bump, bump, baby. Josh. Yes, Dennis? Two things. A, neither of us have ever done cocaine. B, you're not I think wrong. that's all the time we have for this call. C, I'm going to go piss in my <laughs> pants while I'm not wearing them. Hey, to each his own, baby. <laughs> hey, everybody wants somebody. Still got to explain that. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to another episode of Best Friend Simulator. Send us an email at joshanddennis at gmail.com. That's Dennis with one N. Find us on Facebook and Instagram at Best Friend Simulator. And thanks to Alan for the theme music. Listen to his podcast, Werewolf Ambulance, and Marveling at Marvel's Marvels. Also, thanks to Justin for the artwork. See more of his stuff at burntobuild.com. That's all the time we have for this outro. Bye. Bye.